0: Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from New York Magazine and the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher.
1: And I'm Scott Galloway.
0: Oh, you're being quiet again. No more quiet. What's going on? No more quiet? You were just loud a second ago.
1: No, no. Daddy just went deep in the paint last night. I'm a little hungover
0: deep in the paint. Once again, once again, once again, there is a lot of going on in the world, mostly about Elon Musk. He's had yeah. a, quite a busy few days. We're going to talk about that in a minute, yeah. but just uh, just so you know, No Mercy, No Malice, Scott's new le- newsletter that goes to 250,000 subscribers, won Webby's for Best Business Newsletter. No Mercy won both Webby Judges and People's Choice Award. No Mercy beat out the newsletter offerings from McKinsey, the Washington Post, the skim, and had over 51% of the votes across five. Nominees. Uh Scott writes about business economics and relationships. So what a thrill. Your talent knows no bounds. Care, care.
1: I'm I'm just a little bit embarrassed you even brought this up. I <laughs> I didn't even think of this. I really I I won the award. I haven't been at home staring at the award touching myself for the last 27 hours. I
0: Did you get an award? Did they send you one?
1: No, but we've been in, been invited to some bougie party at uh, Cipriani really? to accept the award Oh, that's
0: where they have it. Yeah. You're going to go. I,
1: um, I'm not, I'm going to be in Germany with my second wife, Kara Swisher, yeah.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> I went there once to give K- Kim Kardashian an award to, that, that Cipriani. It was quite yeah, a funny thing, yeah, I have to say. They
1: didn't ask me to do that. I would cancel a yeah. trip to Germany if that was an opportunity. Um, well,
0: you have to do five word, five word, congrat. you know, an, an acceptance speech. five word speech, thing, you know?
1: yeah, but, um, yeah. No, what just, are you going to say? Uh, thanks. What are you thinking? Oh, I thought of that just oh, right now. Good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, this started seven years ago. This is what I do every Thursday night yeah. for the last yeah. five years. And uh, Jason Stavers, Ed Olson, Catherine Dillon, Rizik, our designer, Mia Silverio, Daniel Atia. It's uh, yeah. a real effort and very rewarding. So thanks to the team. Well, and,
0: congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Right? For you didn't even
1: know we were nominated. I, you, we didn't. We yeah, didn't. Yeah, you we didn't. didn't. Yeah, but no, nonetheless— Yeah. We were nominated for two things and we came up short. How on earth did we not win for best co-host? We are literally chocolate and peanut butter with cocaine spread on it. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's a sandwich I'd order over and over.
0: Oh, speaking of cocaine, speaking of drug use, we're going to have to talk about Elon more today. We're also going to talk about earnings are in. There's mixed news for FANG. Also, things are looking messy, you know, in that in that deal. And we'll also speak in a very happy way to State Senator Mallory McMorrow about her viral response, the accus-
1: accusations
0: of grooming. She gave some speech. I love yeah. it. As you know, I love that speech. Mother of many and uh, isn't going to take it anymore from these people who throw around uh, pedophilia accusations. Organizations, uh, which is the most irresponsible thing you can do. Uh, just, just but first, Fidelity's throwing Bitcoin into its 401k. Next year, investors will be able to put as much as 20% of their retirement plan into Bitcoin, although employers will be able to lower that limit. Fidelity says that 30% of institutional investors would prefer to buy an investment product containing digital assets, according to an internal study. People want it, but only 2% of employers would consider making cryptocurrency available in their plans, according to a different study from the Plan Sponsor Council of America. So, what do you think of that? I mean, whatever. People can buy it if they want. That's
1: I think what. it's – look, there's no doubt about it. It's huge validation uh, for Bitcoin. And, yeah. And uh, it's – I also think it's a good idea. People ask me, should I invest in crypto? And I say, well, you know, yeah. beyond Bitcoin, which has created scarcity, credibility, and Ethereum, which seems to be the technology or has some utility because most right. – my understanding is most NFTs are minted using Ethereum technology, but – Anything else is pure speculation, but I would say put a little bit of money in. And the thing about asset managers like Fidelity, they're very good at diversifying your portfolio for you, so you don't have to. Yeah. uh, Versus thinking – Ease of use. Yeah, and it's a good idea when you're young to I think when you're young take some asymmetric kind of flyers because you never know yeah. what can happen. If something goes up six or 10 fold even if you only have 3 or 5% of your portfolio in it, it, it makes a real it makes a real difference yeah. when you're young. You can take those sorts of risks and it also just goes to the notion that I think it's just so interesting we're talking I think we're going to talk about Robinhood. The average account value yeah. at Robinhood, I think it's $250. Yeah. Yeah. And I would have bet at fidelity. It's tens of thousands, twenty-three million. Yes, people it's where your to- retirement
0: money. It's what it's. It's it, you know, it is. It's it's a. It's saying it's saying to a lot of people. Here's an easy way to do it, which I think right. that's what's preventing that's people point. from yeah. going into this. And in that way, it also makes it more valuable, like gold. You can hold gold this way or whatever. Um, yeah. Which I I put it akin to gold at this point. I don't know. What do you, I don't know how you relate to Bitcoin, but that's mm-hmm. how I would
1: gold it's it. not entirely sure how much there is in the ground i would argue i mean it it's good and it's bad versus gold but it does appear that as more money comes out of gold funds bitcoin does go up but it is very difficult to transport 10 million dollars of gold from yes. london to the to new york yeah. Bitcoin's more divisible. I mean, Bitcoin's genius is they've been they've slipstreamed into this void of scarcity credibility created by yeah. the USD and all central banks because they keep printing money like crazy. But yeah, uh, now that it can, cons- I mean, who just would have thought? And it consumes the power of uh, Norway now. It just yeah, it's such a unique, weird thing. And the founder, <clears throat> they don't know who the founder is. And right, these thing me. about it's you. <laughs> I could see that. I think actually my theory is it's the CIA because CIA is the only organization in the world that can keep a secret. But uh, and then they get to track all flows of all legal activity and move in on the really serious shit. But anyways, um,
0: whoa! Now you're going to get the conspiracy theory people going, but go ahead. I'm sure they're already going, but go ahead.
1: Yeah, I'm paranoid, but it doesn't mean I'm wrong. Um, Yeah, yeah. I I think it's I think it's huge validation for Bitcoin. I do think that Bitcoin is going to be enduring. I don't know if it's going to be four thousand to four hundred thousand, but what about the other coins? I would stay away from absolutely every coin, unless you wanted to just take a, a basket of a bunch of them and know you're playing the lottery. But yeah. when one into, I mean, these things, it's just uh, tell me what Solana does. I don't know what it does. Tell me what Cumrocket yeah. does. Tell me what I mean, Doja Doge, Coin. Shiba, you know, I, these are just pure, as far as I can tell, pure speculation, and they're fun. Yeah, it, have it fun is worth spending money. I like to gamble. That's fun, but that's that really is yeah. speculation. Yeah.
0: I think at some point when you can buy things with this, as you can do in certain countries, although every report out of, say, El Salvador, no one's able to use the Bitcoin because of the systems aren't in place, largely. Mm-hmm. And this is a system. Fidelity's a system that makes it easier. Uh, there was a report I was watching of, you know, how El Salvador is putting all kinds of. It's becoming the Bitcoin country, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but this guy tried to buy like a like a a candy bar and just had the worst time being able to at various. Did stores it have
1: veins like. in it?
0: Yes, it did. No,
1: okay, of course good. it did.
0: I think it's an important move. I may buy. I have I a have Fidelity account. I might buy some Bitcoin.
1: Whatever you do, though, put your crypto on your, your Ledger Nano X hardware wallet. You want cold storage. Okay. You want cold okay, storage. got it. Anyway, All right. I'm Bitcoin. sure I'll lose
0: it again like my last bunch of Bitcoin. Um, that I have somewhere, somewhere in the world. Anyway, go. there's more trouble for Robinhood. The company, as you noted, will cut 9% of its full-time staff, according to its CEO. On Tuesday, Robinhood shares closed at the lowest price since the company went public last July. The company is set to release first quarter results on Thursday after market closed. Why is this? The market is still going. Obviously, people are worried about a real decline. There's been a decline, but it's certainly still going. Is it just everybody got out of the house and stopped playing games on Robin Hood? What do you think is going on here?
1: I think it's a, a lot of things. I think there people aren't as uh, trapped, and so they're not turning to things. You know, I would imagine right. a lot of, even online learning has gone down because people want to get out of their houses. I imagine there's yeah. a lot of the, the young men who are staring at their screen, selling and buying crypto or stocks, have more opportunities to get out and do different things, which is a wonderful thing. And also, I don't think the premiums they're getting for their uh, payment for order flow are as high. Uh, I think the market's yep. getting more efficient, so they can't kind of arb people unknowingly into bad paired trade deals. You also have – someone; people have woken up and said, this is a company that's not growing, has averages $230 per account, and yeah. it just makes – the valuation just makes no sense. In addition, if you really think about the stuff that's been mendacious, a uh, Facebook mm-hmm. – you know, a Twitter, a Robin Hood, yeah. it, it, all, it all comes back to one business model. And that is a business model that is driven on attention. And it starts with the old economy, guys. Both Fox and CNN realize that if they create the situation room, even when there isn't yeah. a situation. Breaking. Or Breaking now. Yeah. Or their anchors accuse Trump of something horrible. Most of the time it's true. Some of the time it's sometimes it's not. It gets people just glued to their TV so they can sell them more restless leg syndrome pharmaceuticals. And the same thing's true of Twitter, the same thing's true of Facebook, and for the first time, uh, we have a company that's entirely dependent upon payment for order flow. Some of the other guys do it, you know, TD Ameritrade does it, Schwab does it. But when you create a system where your customer is the person, your customer is the advertiser or the person buying your order flow, then the actual uh, uh, user of the social network or the actual investor becomes the product, and you're just harvesting them like a like a like yeah. an organ bag. And yeah, it e- feels like that. And you I, drop dropping. You know, them- Sorry, go ahead.
0: I'm I'm gonna interject. The reason I don't mm-hmm. use it is I just don't trust them. I know it sounds funny, but I you know I sort of I trust Fidelity. Well, they, stopped,
1: they stopped trading in certain equities. They wouldn't let you. Yeah,
0: I, <laughs> I trust Fidelity. I buy Bitcoin through Fidelity. I, I wouldn't. Through Robinhood, I don't, I, I can't even place why. Maybe I'm old lady and this and that, but I just the trusted relationship thing, and it seems so silly. And I do think that young people should be using, you should be figuring out all finances, not just stocks and everything else. So I don't, the idea of it and the democratization, I like. It's yep. just, I don't no, there's
1: some good things, good education. Them. There is some education going on there, and bringing people don't into trust the market.
0: Them. Who are they? Who's, who, what is, who's looking at my account?
1: Well, why would you trust them? They announced that you couldn't buy certain equities. So all of a sudden they're saying, okay, you can't sell, you can't buy this stock because we don't have the capital to support right. the pairing of the trade. I mean, that that's the kind of shit that brings markets down. It creates panic. Yeah. So I don't think there is a reason. I, I think your lack of trust is well earned. It's right. not a It's not a well-run company. It's not a company that has shown a great deal of regard for its consumers. And sometimes it's darkest before it's pitch black. This thing is off, the stock is off 70 or 80%. I think it could, look at the numbers. It still can't justify its valuation right now on yeah, any metric. Good. So anyways. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of very well-known investors in this thing, but they've probably gotten out, my guess. Um, it's, it's just, it's interesting. I, I, again, I like the ideas behind it. I just, for some reason, a lot of their, uh, you know, maybe it's some of it's unfair, some of it's fair, but I just don't want to, when it comes to money and health, uh, you know, sort of when I tweet, I, I, and I, by the way, this is something we'll talk about later. Trust in Twitter. I, I now worry about my DMs. I do. I don't know why. I just am like, huh, some dumb person who's not being ma- managed correctly is going to look through my things and this and that. But we'll get to that in a minute. But, um, but I hadn't thought about that around Twitter till now. Uh, but this is the case here. When it comes to money and health, I really want to have a little, I, a little more trust in the companies I'm using. And in general, I don't have trust in any of them, but that's another issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway, we'll see. But let's get to our first big story. earnings are in this week with some good news for Facebook. The social network is gaining users again. Shares of Meta jumped on the news, even as revenue came in lower than expected. But Google could use a boost. Its shares dropped on the news of slowing ad revenue growth at YouTube, slower year-on-year growth for Google Search. Not a surprise, given the competition in the market. Uh, between Facebook and Netflix stock dives and the Google News, is the Fang era over? And by the way, let's retire Fang, because Netflix doesn't really fit in there, by the way. Um, uh, okay, I guess, well, then it's, well, you know what it is. Then I'm not going to say, you have to say gaff. Uh, more challenges could be in store. Uh, a bill in the Canadian parliament could force two companies to share revenue with news publishers. This was what happened in Australia, that it's similar to that law. And just like that, the, in that Australian episode, Facebook is once again threatening to block Canadian news publishers from its platform. Same thing that didn't work before, rather than pay them. So what's up? What, talk first about the stocks and what they're doing.
1: Well, Meta's lost half its value. I mean, Meta's shed four hundred and forty billion dollars in value, it and has. it's also, I mean, just in the context of Twitter, even uh, right now, I think Facebook trades at enterprise value to revenues of three and a half. The value of its shares is equivalent to three and a half times revenue. The offer that Twitter is going uh, is supposedly going private at values Twitter at six and a half times its revenues. Yeah. So that gives you a sense of just how. How kind oh. of poor the earnings are, or the revenues are at Twitter. What a small business it is! Facebook continues to be, even despite their problems, continues to be a great business. It's still growing. They yep. added users uh, on well. most metrics. On most metrics, historically, it looks cheap. But every company, every you know, it's like six feet under. Everything, everywhere ends. And I remember I had Ray Dalio on on my podcast, and he said. You know, you always want to be moving, and that is everything. Every run comes to an end, and a lot of people would argue that. And this, Microsoft went flat for ten years. Yeah, uh, Amazon went lost ninety percent of its value from ninety nine to two thousand and one, and the things have actually held up really well, comparing yeah. to the others, with the exception of Meta, which has seen its, which has seen its stock price cut in half. But I think the thing that is that is really, if you will. Damaging the stock and turning it into almost what feels like a mature stock in terms of valuation, is that its growth has slowed. It's facing a lot of pushback over its kind of its its uh, uh, terrible behavior or inexcusable behavior. But also, I think the market is waking up to the reality that the massive investment, the ten billion dollar plus investment they made to create an alternative revenue stream and re-jump start their growth, the metaverse, is not working. I think the market yeah. already senses that if if it was working, they'd be putting out all sorts of numbers and press mm-hmm. releases about people signing up, people engaging four hours a day without legs in the meta. I think the market senses that their big bet to try and diversify away from advertising on Facebook and Instagram is not working.
0: Well, let's be fair. They don't really have a product yet. I have, it's not been offered. And so it's an investment in the future. You know, Disney is doing the same thing. They named a metaverse head essentially mm-hmm. it's working on it. Everybody is working on this idea of a 3D environment versus a 2D one. And it's a good thing for Facebook to invest in. It absolutely is a thing. The thing is it's going to be so slow and who knows when that kind of thing. And who knows if they're the ones that are going to be the dominant. I would see Disney as sort of if they get it together more where you would be immersed in them more than you would in a Facebook environment. Um, so I, I, that's not entirely fair because they're making the investments they need to, which I don't think you should. Uh, I mean, I don't think they're going to do it. That's the problem. And I think that's they're not getting credit for it in well, advance.
1: Strategically, I guess. it's the right move. They're making a big, bold mm-hmm. bet to diversify their revenues against a business that looks mature. That's smart. It's bold. It's visionary. But you say the thing that I, I think that's a bit of a misnomer or a head fake is this notion that they're investing in this new thing. Epic has an amazing metaverse, Twitter is a metaverse, Apple yeah. not only has a metaverse with 750,000 mini metaverses called Apps and releases 750 new ones a day, it has the ultimate portal in AirPods, which will sell 120 million versus what, like 5 million or something in Oculus. Yeah. So there, are, i there are great metaverses everywhere, and this notion somehow that the new innovators are coming in to create new metaverses. Where is it? Like, what's where's the beef here? What? what is Well, they have
0: to. That's what I mean. They've got to. Like, by the way, I just bought the new the the, the the newest Apple AirPods. They're so fantastic. I can't even. I. I, I have so many different ear, AirPods from how different many companies. I buy
1: two pairs a month conservatively because I lose them like sunglasses Why? and it's a oh, great goodness. price point. Do you realize that just that the, the Oculus is the most overhyped product, tech product out there? Do you know it's the most underhyped? Scott?
0: You need to use it before you insult it anymore. I'm gonna.
1: F- I, I'm not into you. feeling nauseous.
0: I, I understand, but you you can't. It is a very good product. I just don't use it a lot. That's different. And neither does anyone very,
1: else? No one uses it or buys it, Kara. People don't I, want to put you, that thing if on you, their head. If
0: you use it as a game thing or an if, exercise thing, it's very good. It is. It is, it is, it is. the 2022
1: 20, equivalent of the laser disc. Great technology. Okay. People say they Could like be. it. And no one will buy it. The But if you just took AirPods, just AirPods, and yeah, they were I a business, it it'd be a Fortune 200 company just behind yeah. MasterCard and just ahead of Estee Lauder. The AirPods are the most underhyped tech hardware Agreed. product of the last 10 years. They're an incredible product. What about product? Google?
0: Move to Google. Okay, so so ad business is is slowing. Ad business mm-hmm. is slowing. Obviously, Amazon's getting in here with these two. Um, what and growing? I think Amazon's doubled its its market share, and they lost share. What mm-hmm. do you imagine's happening over at Google?
1: So uh, YouTube continues to be. Uh, it hit a wall here, or it didn't do as well here, but it's done incredibly well the last year. It's it an amazing has. business. It's all. It's kind of right behind Instagram. As the best acquisition in history. And what people don't talk enough about is I just don't think they appreciate how staggering the category, the growth, and the dominance of search. Search is, I think, a $150 billion business with one player that has 93% share, and it continues to grow. I mean, basically, Google is sort of search in the seven dwarves. But the thing is, search is just, I would argue search is, you could argue maybe next to the iPhone, is the yeah. most profitable product in history. It continues to grow and they have ninety I mean the iPhone, what does the iPhone have? Between thirty and forty percent? Yeah, low of, you know as share. Apple
0: people will note to you. We're not that big.
1: Yeah, That's and in some markets they're less than five, right? So yeah. Yeah. if you go to Brazil, yeah. <clears throat> it's an iPhone's three thousand dollars. So it just isn't a large market for that. Correct. Everybody, everybody uses Google search. So yeah. I you know, I but think still it's, slower it's, it's well year on year growth for it's search. A company. Slower year on year growth. Yeah, I don't. There's no
0: more to get. There's no more to get. Correct.
1: I just think that that's the kind of stock I've always felt that it's they're just incredibly well run. They're so dominant in search. There's some niche niche providers, but no one's really gotten real traction. Um, You know, there's Neva, there's DuckDuckGo. Uh, I just I I I just don't think you can go wrong long term with that management team. Okay, but what about
0: this? Right now, it's slower. It's People look at that because it's – there's nowhere to go is my read on this.
1: I don't know. I think that as more people come online, as more people discover – have small businesses and realize that all you need is a credit card, as more businesses realize they can't develop competitive advantage with search, they have to keep doing it, it's now more of a tax than it is – uh, I see. A point okay. of differentiation. Everybody has to use it. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't want to bet against. I got to tell you,
0: I'm not using it as much. I search on Amazon. I search on individual sites. I no, don't search Google as much as I used to. Really? I don't. That's really it's interesting. Just like going to the movies. You know, I know everyone's all saying we're back at the movies. I I just don't go. I just don't go. I think much. you're. Seeing I do. A, but I.
1: I think you're seeing a little bit of a pandemic. Then uh, what's the opposite of bump? A little bit of a pandemic drop? Because I just think people aren't as behind their screens as much the last quarter.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: um, they're actually, you know, within their herb gardens and out playing soccer with the kids for the first time in a while. I don't I don't I think I just everything. Think you know
0: where to go on your phone. So you have a certain like little you're path going direct to you the go. site. Yeah. Anyway, what about this Canadian thing? They're going to fight this in many, many countries. This is uh, paying for news publishers. News publishers aren't giving up here. I gotta
1: say. I just think the worm has turned. I, I think people are so sick of being lied to. And finally, um, the regulators are more sympathetic to the lobbyists from kind of old media. And they they are leveraging the justif- sometimes justified, sometimes not justified anger uh, against, against Meta. I think it's going to start yeah. happening everywhere. First was Australia. Now it's Canada. I think you're going to see, quote unquote, the communist domino theory happen. But with anti Facebook movement across the world, I, I yeah, Who started
0: this? Axel Springer.
1: Axel Springer.
0: Springer. I'm seeing him this week. The, the Matthias. Matthias. Dupfner? He's Very elegant. He started this. But the bill, just for people who don't know, would give the Canadian government uh, office the ultimate say over which outlets can participate in the revenue share and which can't. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure that's such a good idea. It would also open the door to Facebook funding both public and private broadcasters, including Canada's CBC. And under the bill, YouTube and Apple News... Would not have to pay publishers, but Twitter might. It's not clear. Uh, that would be funny if Elon had to pay Canadian journalists. I'm sure he would tweet about that. Um, you might see there's a version of it in the U.S. Senate uh, in the works, backed by Senator Klobuchar. But she's got bigger bills to to pass. But nonetheless, this idea of paying publishers, I think, is not going to let up anytime soon, and they will be winning. Uh, certain yeah, like I, look, I others, don't. But it's it's a trend. I
1: presume. I think they just have a world of hurt ahead of them. I I do think that fa- the entire world, legislators, parents feel lied to, and one of the yeah. things, uh, and unfortunately, all of this noise around. Around Mr. Musk and Twitter has really distracted us from from some from some very important stories. You know, Ukraine, the fact that yeah. abortion clinics in Kentucky have basically all been closed down, but also something very disturbing. There was a great article in the New York Times. When I was growing up, the mm-hmm. way that teenagers had tragic deaths was alcohol related, either binge drinking or drunk driving. Yeah. Uh, that has been reduced dramatically. That's a huge victory for Mothers Against Drunk Driving, uh, yeah. airbags, education, uh, good parenting, um, tight alcohol laws around ability to buy alcohol. Uh, but it's it's the death rates haven't gone down. Why? Because kids are no longer drunk. They're depressed. Yeah. And these deaths of despair, suicide, opioid o- uh, addiction. And I want to be clear, Meta's not responsible for that, but Meta is in the mix, or social media going on mobile is consistently cited as a component of kids' depression. Yeah. And when you think about it, and I said this on CNN and got a lot of shit for it, I, I would rather my kid be drunk than depressed. When oh, you well. see kids— oh, I, I right. can
0: see why, Scott. <laughs> I don't think that's the well, choice. I'm being very, okay. I'm being
1: very, I'm being very serious here. I think okay. households—I have a lot of friends— and you have them with teenage kids in their house. Yeah. When they abuse drugs and alcohol and they get fucked up, it really rattles the house. When a yeah. kid is suffering from real depression and stops eating or starts self-harming, the house gets the house really literally comes down to the fucking studs. So I yeah. I, I do think let me put it this way, this is definitely no better. We have made well, no progress. L- let me
0: be clear. The drinking is, is a way to cover up the depression. Just
1: that's what yeah, it's that's doing. An interesting <laughs> point. I you
0: don't know, know that. I, I mean, think a lot what... of
1: times it's exploring the bounds of your risk-taking. And I used to – I, I, I push back. I think that's true with some kids. I think most kids yeah. who engage in alcohol abuse are exploring their freedom and don't understand their limits. And most of them figure out their limits and dial it back. Yeah, um, but i I think, depre- I think depression and mental illness is more mendacious. I, like
0: I would agree. I mean, I my kids don't drink, they but weed is an issue. You know, we discuss a lot. I had a long talk with Louie about it, and he's cutting back rather significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't control control this stuff. You know, does in lots he need of to ways, give away I'm, his
1: weed just because I can? Does he need to, <laughs> to, to, to somewhere to put? <laughs>
0: No, but he's going off on this thing in the woods, and I think he, you know teenagers uh, for, get the
1: best weed.
0: <laughs> he's having the best year. He's been traveling and camping and hiking and really him. getting out, like and away, which I really like. And it's his men, like he. Uh, everybody has issues, right? Every kid has issues. Every person has Yours sad issues. Years have less. You happy. have good boys, but he's going out and hiking and doing. And his mental health, I have to say, has lifted in general. You can feel it, like just mm-hmm. just having like being outside, exercising, doing. Other things, and you know, I, I'm not going to like my kid's not a like a, a boy scout, or a, I don't know why that's ever used as a as a metaphor, but I got to say there is a there's there is a when you move away from staring at the phone and you know doing weed and sing, and or drinking or whatever and getting out, yeah. it just changes. And that's not the solution 100%. because a lot of kids have very severe mental illness, but many many kids are are sucked up into a cycle that as we are around. Not just use of digital, but everything to to push away the pain. And I think it's really, um, I'm glad that kids aren't drinking as much anymore, but we Mm -hmm. really have to focus in on how to get them tools to be able to do this. Lots of different ways that don't have to do with either tamping it down via opiates or weed or things like that. Or so, using the internet, which is a version of that. I feel addicted to it. You know what I mean? Like uh, 100%. in that way. So, so, uh, so in any case, uh, I, I, I don't so know how we got off on this tangent. One
1: my remedy for short term depression. I want to be clear: what? some depression requires clinical intervention, uh, yeah. and I'm serious about this because it's something I struggle with. And I talk to a lot of young men, and I'm like, it's clear Absolutely. you're depressed. Uh, it's called scap. It's an Uh S sweat. I find sweating resets your system. Try and do it four yep. to five times a week. Clean. Yeah. Eat. Eat. Drink a lot of water. Um, just try and eat better. A lot of home cooking. Try to avoid salty stuff and trans fats. Yeah. Abstinence. I think when your head's a little fucked up, you just you just yeah. don't you just stay away from alcohol and THC for a while. Just stay away from it. I'm not saying abstinence. I'm saying well, I am saying abstinence. I'm saying take a break. Uh, yeah. F family. I really do believe yeah. being around people that may bother you, but they'd have to put up with you is restorative. And A, affection with dogs, with your family, with your romantic partner. I'm not talking about sex. I'm talking about just being in the physical presence yeah. of other people. Scaffa. There you go. Scaffa. And also, you know why <laughs> Louie. <your> next book. <laughs> you know why Louie. Actually, my publisher pitched me on that. You know why Louie you know is feeling so much uh, more mentally prosperous? He's yeah. just very excited about my Webby. He's just very uh, I, excited about the so. I don't think he knows
0: webbing. about it. I don't think he knows about He's it. He's investing you know, but in our You're right. My both sons are very athletic or go out and stuff like that. They do a lot of things. I just am just really pleased in that regard. But a lot of people are struggling, and uh, and so I think you're right. They are. Uh, These kind of bills are addressing that one. It certainly doesn't address uh, opiates, which Sackler should be in jail. Thank you. That's my daily attempt to try to get them jailed, but it's never going to happen. Okay, Scott, let's go on a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk uh, about the latest with Twitter. There's a lot to talk about. We'll speak Mm -hmm. with a friend of Pivot, uh, Senator Mallory McMorrow. Scott, we're back. The man behind Twitter's big purchase might regret pushing that button. European regulators have warned the new owner that Twitter will have to comply with EU's moderation rules, which are very severe. They're not the only ones trying to tie his hands. He's also banned from tweeting disparaging marks about Twitter and its employees, according to a clause in the buyout agreement. What didn't stop him from posting a meme mocking Twitter's chief legal officer, uh, Vigigati, on Wednesday? He's also engaged uh, with tweets from prominent right-wingers attacking that employee, and he he attacked another employee uh, and all kinds of stuff. He's been doing a lot of virtue signaling to the right quite a lot, uh, which is interesting. He posts funny things, but a lot of it is really quite odious. Now, Scott, uh, the most unlikely part of this whole week, you had a civil exchange with him on Twitter. He wrote, true social, terrible name exists because Twitter censored free speech. Uh, Scott, agree, no valid reason for true social to exist. Elon wrote back, should be called Trumpet instead. Um I wanted to call it Mindspace or a bunch of other things. But anyway, so what's going on here? You said Monday it isn't a done deal. So did Bill Cohn uh, when I talked to him this week. Uh, Tesla stock has lost a fifth of its value since it was now at stake in Twitter. Big problem there. Uh, the deal features a billion-dollar breakup fee, by the way, which had which is in the merger documents, which I spent some time reading. Um There might be some evidence of some mass Twitter exodus already. Prominent accounts, including Barack Obama and Katy Perry, have lost hundreds of thousands of followers since the news of the sale broke. There's that conspiracy theory about that. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene gained 90,000 followers. That's her congressional account. Her her personal account is still banned from Twitter. Scott, please
1: begin. Well, I don't. I now, just so I can really stick my neck out there um, and be— okay is wrong over and over again. I don't think this deal closes, Kara. I, I think this is what okay. happens. Um, I mean, the, the mocking of the chief, this is what we have. You have a guy who's bought your company and your new boss, the owner of the company, is a threat to you. And that is he might start tweeting angry things about you or disparaging things. And have you sure. seen the chief legal counsel's feed now? Yes. It is... You said something that really moved I me. wrote
0: about it. Let me just, let's just huh? be clear, because I'm not, he did, he, what he said is he didn't like the decision around the Hunter Biden laptop. What happened was it unleashed an army of trolls. Yeah, so if you look at the actual that. thing, it's, just, it's, it's a criticism many have. I'm going to, look, they made uh, a mistake there. They absolutely did. But what it did is uh, Elon pretending he doesn't have impact. And then his Twitter, his troll army, the troll part of his army, not all of it, by the way, I'm going to be very clear. Went to town on this woman, and and I wrote about it. I think it I
1: really think you suffer from both sideism here. he, he no, I'm by not. this point, uh, uh,
0: Scott, I'm the first person who said this is appalling and obvious. At this
1: point, he should recognize that his yes. army of Tesla Taliban, when he says something critical of a woman who has a big public profile, that she is going to get massively harassed, yes. and it all comes back to something you said that really struck me, mm-hmm. is that. When you've never been threatened, you have difficulty understanding yes. the threats presented by your activity in yes. your company. And the reality is I can go out and say fairly provocative things and no one no one threatens to rape me. Um, yes. and I don't feel quite frankly, I just don't feel physically threatened. I, I no, feel like I could kick the shit out of most of my trolls. I don't think I think most women, when they're walking around a neighborhood, have to think about their physical safety. And I don't think yes. these guys these white guys in their 50s have any ability to say, well, maybe just because it doesn't threaten me, it's not threatening to other people. So this is what you have. you work at a company and you're worried about the new owner saying something that's gonna really fuck up your life for for, for the while. In addition, he is he is really fucked up here and this is how he's this is the mistake and the miscalculation he's made. He is linking himself. And doing a big fat bear hug, on the mm-hmm. far right. Who buys Teslas? Democrats. Left wing people. Democrats yeah. who wanna who who wanna be more attractive to people. I'm rich and I care about the environment. Have sex with me. This like yourself, but go ahead. Hundred percent. The yeah. people buying Teslas are going to be predominantly left wing. And he's decided to bear hug Jim Jordan and Marjorie Taylor Green. Oh, and by the way, look what's happened to Tesla's stock since he decided to leverage their stock for his misadventures in free speech. This is what's going to happen. You know who does not want this deal to close? No. Elon Musk. I don't know. If the stock continues to go down... Uh, Jamie Dimon and James Gorman are no way ever going to put themselves in a position to go on an earnings call and let's say, we lost $3 billion because we lent Elon Musk money and Tesla's down 90% and he can't pay back his margin loans. So if that stock gets cut in half from here, he's going to get more calls saying- Can I
0: just, let me make a comment first, because I've written a lot about this. So first of all, the stock is down 6% today uh, already, which is really quite something. 18% for the past five days. Uh, 24 percent for the past month, 23 percent for the past six months. So it is, it's not going the right direction for him. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's got to, it's got to, it really does here. Um, uh, uh, that said, there's other means of doing this that Mm -hmm. that versus that. He's the richest guy in the world; they can find the money in some fashion. But he's putting himself out, as as Bill Cohen said. Secondly, this this uh, I just want to say, you don't think I think it's important. I, I I urged, I was urging many top. Twitter executives to at Mm -hmm. least say something. Because here's the problem. They're not attacking Jack Dorsey, who, like it or not, even though he pretends he didn't make the decision, made the decision. He was the CEO of the company, and you don't get a part-time hall pass um, that he had. He made every one of these decisions Elon and many others are attacking, but they aren't attacking him. They've picked the woman of color who was very critical to decision making. Let me just be clear. Mm -hmm. She's the chief legal officer, but ultimately it's the CEO that should be responsible. And Ev, Ev, uh, Ev, Ev Smith spoke up about it uh di Costello went out on a limb like I couldn't believe bullying is not leadership I think he wrote in a number of other things um and many the the former PR person broke out their tr- that meme that Elon put up um Jack invited her on the show she did give examples and they left Jack out of it cuz Jack is a pal in their little fight club right Jack is 100%. the C- was the CEO that 100%. they're complaining about and she gets attacked a- not astonishing what a surprise kind of thing and then one of the things I'll say, because I did tweet about this, the reason he's doing this ultimately, I think, is not necessarily to cause, to, to create this frenzy around her, which has happened, but he's trying to get them to leave so he doesn't, this is what many people have told me, hmm. to, so, so that he doesn't have to pay them. He, they're going to have to make significant layoffs of Twitter to make these numbers work. And so they're, tr- he's trying to get people to leave. So he's he trying will to, have to lay he's them trying off to and bully people
1: using 81 million followers. You think he's that bad? It, the,
0: I think he's – that's what – I think they're goading them into leaving. Get, they, have mm. to, they have to pay off. What is he, David Zaslav?
1: Anyways, the uh,
0: – Let <sighs> me just finish. Let me just finish. Sorry, go ahead. Um, they, he also is, is virtue signaling to the right because he needs their support of this deal. So if there's any problem, he's got it. He also is looking to, to – for his other, his other businesses because they're going to be in power in the next mm. election. They are. Huge so miscalculation. He What? I'm just telling you, this is what I think he's doing. Marjorie Taylor Greene
1: does not buy Teslas.
0: Not Marjorie Taylor Greene. He's, He's embracing a lot of that side.
1: Who on the right owns a Tesla?
0: No, I'm talking about other things. He's got other businesses with the government, He's okay. got Big businesses. So So he's wants gonna alienate
1: fifty percent? He he th- th- I don't buy that. That that's this I is in any way exactly. a good move. I think
0: hello, Facebook did it. Facebook did it with the Trump administration. Facebook embraced he's, both
1: sides. It's it's been rubbing the small of Charles Schumer's back for years and been giving money to Democratic yes, candidates. That is
0: That is fair. All right. The other thing, it does refocus away from Tesla stock. And I think that's one of the issues is it focuses, it keeps them away from focusing on other problems he's got. And then lastly, this idea, this disparagement clause that everyone's like, oh, now he's broken it. It doesn't matter. It's a stop sign for him. And no one, Mm -hmm. just like with the Mm -hmm. SEC, he can blow through these stop signs, there. and nobody does anything about it. So this deal is not blowing up because he's insulting these well, executives. It's just not it, going to happen. It's going to
1: blow up because he's he's going to decide not to close. In the last couple Perhaps. weeks, in the last couple weeks, Tesla has lost the value of four Twitters, even at this elevated price. I mean, yeah. it's lost it's lost two hundred and fifty billion dollars in market cap. And yes, the other it is thing, indeed, th- this comes down to something much more base. And the reason why I think this is. I don't think it's illegal. It's a capitalist move. I think legally, he, the DOJ and the FTC won't stop it. I think the SEC might make it harder as to make it as an example. But I think ultimately, it's difficult sure. for them to stop. the 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 root problem here, in my view, is that there are 81 million, mostly men, that follow this guy and look to him as a role model uh, for, uh, and he has perverted, in my view, this notion of masculinity, and he has defined masculinity as aggregating power such that you can dunk on people and follow the Hollywood version of masculinity, and that is I'm Mel Gibson or Sylvester Stallone, and if anyone dares wrong me, it's all about retribution, and I am coming, and and people love the dope hit, people love the memes, people love the dunking, and here's the thing, masculinity is your ability to acquire strength and skills such that you can protect and advocate for others. This guy is literally the king of little dick energy. This is not masculinity. (laughs) This is not masculine. (laughs) This this couldn't be more opposite of being a real man. You don't use your power to go after a woman of color. You don't. You protect people. That's the whole point of being a man.
0: Well, let me just tell you his his the people who um uh who who are his fans like someone like uh, Keith Raboy was pointing out. I'm just going to tell you their little excuse is that someone's got to point out how bad this this was there, and someone's got to be responsible. It's okay to um, to point this out, because they had They're run They're not it. pointing fingers
1: um, at Jack, per your comments. They're not pointing fingers at the white guy.
0: Yeah, they aren't. They aren't pointing it out. That's my point. That's my So here's Ben Shapiro. Elon Musk has committed nothing except more transparency and more free speech. The left is melting down, which shows two things. They hate transparency and free speech. They always assume Twitter opposed both, then gaslit everyone that Twitter are wasn't they, biased. Are they
1: horrified at Peter Thiel's shutting down a media firm? Literally suing it out yeah. of existence. Are they just horrified at that? I haven't seen yep. Ben or Keith Raboy. I mean, they're all literally like, they, it is the ultimate mendacious locker room of some uber white libertarian strange country club.
0: Right. It, it's it's an interesting situation. It's it's really. I mean, I for the first time I I never get uh, attacked, the uh, mobbed. Actually, it was interesting. It wasn't. It's not that bad. Um, uh there's someone else that said going forward, every employee at Twitter must be asked bluntly, are you in favor of free speech even when you hate that speech? If the answer is no, they should be asked to leave. That's another thing.
1: It's like the
0: Soviet fucking union, these people. It's odd. It's an odd we weird to say that it's the Soviet Union, but it's really um sort of the purity tests in some way. Um It's this Taliban course,
1: mentality. It's already
0: apparent that censorship and political bias at Twitter was 10 times worse than we feel. He has no proof of this. He has no proof of this. It's just, this is their little calling card. Um, and also, um, hello, Jack Dorsey was running it. Your pal was running it. Your pal was running it. Your pal was running it.
1: You can it. go on Twitter right now and say yeah. that trans people are a crime against humanity and we should make their hormone therapy illegal. You can go on and say that women are an inferior gender yeah. And like being physically attacked, you can you can make fun. You can yeah. say that that blacks have a lower IQ. You can do all of this on Twitter. What exactly do we need to be freed up to do on Twitter yeah. right now? What yeah. Yeah. what is being held back? Is it the only thing I can figure out? Is Trump? It is yeah. going to be, and not only that, he'll use this as the excuse when he walks. He's gonna walk yeah. for economic reasons, and he's gonna walk because all of a sudden people are actually gonna start looking at the second-order yeah. effects of his tweets on this company and what it means when he's control of these algorithms. Because of the case yeah. study here, there's only one case study. It's not Bezos buying the Washington Post. There's guardrails, mm. these journalists aren't gonna just do whatever he wants. The, yeah. the absolute benchmark here is Mark Zuckerberg and the algorithms of Facebook, and that has not worked out well. And yeah. you're gonna see him decide for economic reasons. To leave, but he'll couch it in, "Oh, it's some right wing bullshit." I tried to save it, and I'm being a yeah. victim of the left wing. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, you can I, see I how him. this plays out.
0: This is the fa- the fascinating. Not focus on Jack. There's no mention of Jack among any of these dudes, and he ran the company. He was CEO. They're like, "Oh, he was taken over. He was held hostage." maybe that's the reason for the beard. I don't know. But come on. Like, look, I happen to like Jack Dorsey, and I think he's always been a thoughtful person, but he was CEO, boys. That's who your CEO was. And so this is what, and, and please bring the proof, you know, instead of just stating it. And stop doing this, like, they must hate free speech if. That's, it's so it 's such a ridiculous, lazy argument here when you're when you 're doing these things, and so we 'll see I mean, I think he 's hugging them because i, I don 't I, I think he 's not their friend I think he 's not our friend i don 't think he's anybody 's friend but his friend um and what 's interesting about it is that he did back off and started to move back into funny tweets yesterday. I noticed just more amusing ones um uh that were and and some product ideas. Uh, and stuff like that, but this was this was virtue signaling, and they're so insecure. And I'm sorry, dickless, that they would they love when someone touches them. That's all. I just don't know what else to say. That sounds really dirty, but that's the case. Sorry,
1: I, Scott. I did a lecture yesterday to the alumni of NYU Stern, and Jack yeah. put out this tweet, and I retweeted it with. Um, yeah. I just retweeted it, and when he said that. Twitter is a collective consciousness of our society or oh, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And just yep, me yep, retweeting yep. that immediately. So the collective consciousness of our society was-
0: Light of, light, Was light. The but first I
1: message is. I got was, fuck you, you fucking fuck, yeah. um, uh, tool, and yes, con- communist. So that's the yeah. collective consciousness of the world right now? I mean, maybe it is. Yeah. If it is, it's I pretty- <laughs> It's pretty scary. But those are literally the first three messages in my feed replies I get when I just retweet Jack saying that. But it's our collective consciousness. Jesus Christ, I hope not.
0: I mean, I think there's noisy people on this. um it's it, not even people, people in this. it's
1: it's it's yeah. it's uh, anonymous accounts and and bots anyways, I'm
0: yeah, the worst yep. thing
1: yeah. in an attention economy, this is just taken and I'm guilty of this and you're guilty this has just taken way too much of our attention and distracted us from very important issues
0: it has <sighs> oh speaking of which, let's bring in our friend of pivot. We're very thrilled to have State Senator Mallory McMorrow, who has served the Michigan Senate since 2019, earlier this month, a Republican colleague in the Senate, if you'd call it a colleague, called her a groomer in a fundraising email. Senator McMorrow's response to the accusation, which was fantastic, went viral. Let's listen
2: to a bit. You say that I'm one of them. You say she's a groomer, she supports pedophilia, she wants children to believe that they were responsible for slavery and to feel bad about themselves because they're white. So who am I? I am a straight, white, Christian, married, suburban mom who knows that the very notion that learning about slavery or redlining or systemic racism somehow means that children are being taught to feel bad or hate themselves because they are white is absolute nonsense. No child alive today is responsible for slavery. No one in this room is responsible for slavery. But each and every single one of us bears responsibility for writing the next chapter of history. We are not responsible for the past. We also cannot change the past. We can't pretend that it didn't happen or deny people their very right to exist. People who are different are not the reason that our roads are in bad shape after decades of disinvestment, or that health care costs are too high, or that teachers are leaving the profession. The full clip is worth checking out. If you haven't already, welcome
0: Senator Mallory McMorrow. Thanks, Karen Scott. Thanks for having me. No problem. So I, I was just saying, I got in touch with you because your husband tweeted at me because I loved your speech and I said, everyone should listen to this like a lot of people did. Um, were you surprised by the reaction to your speech? Obviously, I have had the same people attack me. I, they're not raising money on that, as they, this this per, this colleague in the Senate, in your Senate did, but it blew up on social. It was covered by the Times and on cable. One commentator from Crooked Media may have summed up the reaction best. Don't dodge culture worlds, win them. So what do you think about the reaction?
2: I mean, the reaction has been unbelievable. I'm a state yeah. legislator in one state in the country. Yeah. Nobody ever expects this response. It's It's been huge. Uh-huh. And it's a, well, this was a good speech. And obviously, Pete,
0: your legislators, there's been lots of famous speeches that have got, gotten viral over history. What do you think about it was important? And how did you think about it when you were doing it before you did it?
2: So I, I sat on, uh, the, the email for a day. You know, I had a colleague accuse me of being a groomer by name, uh, supporting pedophilia and wanting eight-year-olds to feel bad because they were f- responsible for slavery, among other hateful things she said in the email. Uh, and I just, I, I sat in how horrible I felt all day. And wanted to respond in a way that wasn't just going to be Democrats and Republicans throwing mud at each other, because that's why people disengage and it doesn't do anything to stop the attacks.
0: Right. And so you decided this, this was what was your thinking and doing? Because it was a very, um, Dish, best serve, cold speech. You know what I mean? It was very calm. It was very, it wasn't sort of angry. And a lot of people pointed to it as the perfect way to respond to people. Um, What what were you thinking about the tone? Uh, Because sometimes Democrats can be very pearl-clutchy, how dare you do this to me, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Yeah, and I—so I wrote a lot of things down the night before, uh, and and my daughter is one, and she was just looking at me and laughing, like having no idea what was going on that day. And I represent a—what was a Republican district. I flipped it to Democratic in 2018, and I had a long conversation with a mom recently who— is frustrated after the past two years, two plus years of pandemic and COVID and school closures and so much has been put on the back of moms. So she started getting involved in these Moms for Liberty groups. These are the groups going to school board meetings and pushing CRT. And she called me because she feels bad about that because she's like, I'm not this hateful person, but I don't feel like I have an outlet to express my frustration as a mom. So I think a huge part of the reason why I wanted to, A, reclaim my own identity, um, but hopefully give space for suburban, white, straight Christian moms to stand up and say, we are not hateful people, but it's going to keep going unless people like us stand up and put an end to it.
1: Uh, so, Senator, it's nice to meet you and thanks for your leadership. Uh, the So in Florida, we have this Don't Say Gay bill where, the the again, another like creating problems where there aren't any, this notion that somehow in the curriculum, uh, K through five, we were attempting to convert straight kids to gay kids. That Somehow this was a conspiracy. And is there similar legislation in Michigan? Is this a nationwide trend where Republicans are trying to, in my view, create problems where there aren't any and create just massive, I don't know, massive divisiveness? This just feels so ugly for no real reason, is it? What's happening in Michigan?
2: Yeah, it is. So we know uh, that multiple multiple versions of the Don't Say Gay bill have been pulled, uh, written in the legislature. They haven't been introduced yet, but we know that multiple Republicans are planning on introducing that bill. Uh, senator Lana Tice, who's the senator who sent the email out about me, she has introduced legislation to ban trans kids from playing on sports teams that match their gender identity. She had multiple hearings um, about those bills. So even though in Michigan, our governor would veto those bills if they ever get to her desk. It's still the messaging. It's we're going to dedicate time and resources and energy to create this divide and frankly take advantage of my constituents because I've had people calling me to say, how can you support, quote, biological males playing on girls' sports teams? And I just want to respond back. Did you ever even use this phrase before a few weeks ago? It's, Mm -hmm. It's... it's crazy, and it is riling people up and manipulating them to hate other people to deflect from solving actual issues.
0: Right, which is the point. I think the rights push in public schools where administrators are banning books and firing teachers over critical race theory and LGBTQ plus issues. Um, it's, a, it's a difficult thing. I'm older than you, uh, uh, though I have small kids too, uh, which is interesting, but— um, but it, it reminds me so much of the previous cultural wars. And of course, they tried with bathrooms. And before that, it was gays were going to ruin marriage. And before that, it was this and that and the other thing. What can Democrats do besides loudly point out this is un-American and it's not, it, it, it's worked, it, it didn't work before, actually, in the end, uh, because gay marriage went through and other, there's been uh, sort of real strides for trans people over the many years. But why do they keep coming back to this? And, and why is it effective this time? I think the word parental. Rights is very effective, um, but what do you, what what can Democrats do besides that? And everyone's
2: looking at the, your speech as a template for doing that. But what is how do you feel about what? should happen. I mean, I feel like we have to call hate what it is. It's hate and it's lies and it's manipulation. And I think Democrats often are afraid to get into complicated issues and get into the culture wars, but we can't just pretend it's not happening. It is happening, it's hurting people and it's distracting from the very real issues that that we all face. So I, I think being able to kind of do both, call it what it is, because they wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't working. So in, in the same week that my speech took off here in Michigan, the GOP had their annual convention and nominated two far-right conspiracy theory fringe candidates to be attorney general and secretary of state. One who believes that yoga is a satanic ritual and that LGBTQ people um, go against, quote, God's design, and who believe that the 2020 election was a fraud and want to allow the legislature to be able to overturn a election. So, you know, it is working because fear is a very powerful motivator. And, you know, Democrats are worn out over the past year with with COVID and just surviving. And it, it's a lot easier to scare the shit out of people to get them to do something than to motivate with with policy ideas. Also, yoga is a satanic ritual, by the <laughs> way. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say, just to be <laughs> fair there, <laughs> it's easy to understand the link between yoga and the dark prince. Have you spent a lot of time with people who do a lot of yoga? Senator. I mean, I, I
2: I do a lot of yoga. Are, <laughs> oh. Never mind. <laughs> so, moving sorry, on. I'm, I'm a moving I'm, on. I'm a Satanist. <laughs> moving on. All right. And that. Careful. Go ahead, Scott. I have go ahead, question.
1: Scott. I would just love to get your backstory, Senator. How did you end up in the Michigan Senate?
2: Uh, Not at all by design. So my background is I was a car designer. I got my degree in industrial design from Notre Dame, worked at Mazda, uh, went over to Mattel, designed Hot Wheels for a long time and ran global branding creative there. Was at Gawker Media for about a year. I was the creative director, um, started my own business, and then Donald Trump got elected. So I woke up the day after the 2016 election and Googled how to run for office and got pissed off like a lot of women, uh, and here we are.
1: I love that you work at Gawker where one <laughs> the other co-founder of PayPal decided that uh, free speech uh, is not a thing and actually put a media company out of business, sued them out of existence. Oh, yeah. Yet the yeah, right with, doesn't with seem every... to be all upset about that.
2: No, it doesn't seem concerned. You know, I'm watching everything play out with with Twitter and Elon Musk, and it feels very similar to, to those of us who lived through what happened with Gawker.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's the same way. But let's go back to this grooming narrative, which is an old one lumping all gay people or queer people with pedophiles. Um, Why do you, you said it might be working. Why do you think it's taking this old approach when protections have never been so high and advanced? What, what is, what is, why is it that it, works from your perspective. And I think you slapped it back rather significantly. Do, were people then like, why are they, I find it offensive, something very serious, pedophile, pedophiles to be used in this way. It, that seems, it's very QAnon, obviously, and all kinds of things. But why do you think they are picking this one, this word grooming? Because I got that from the, the secretary of, uh, the, the press secretary to Ron DeSantis was using it.
2: Obviously, oh, oh yeah. Please. Well, and, and and in Florida, they said it out loud. You know, when when pressed about the "Don't Say Gay" bill, finally said that uh, this indoctrination is is making kids gay, and pointed to the Pew study that said more kids are identifying as LGBTQ, not acknowledging that maybe just because it's safer to to live authentically, but really saying that learning that people who are all different kinds of people exist somehow makes you gay or trans, which is just so hateful and wrong and and damaging. So I think it's playing on that fear for a lot of people that, oh my God, my kid might be gay. Um, instead of acknowledging, that's great. <laughs> you know, your kid, whoever they are, is mm-hmm. wonderful and they should be supportive. And especially as we see, you know, teen suicide rates skyrocketing, not seeing the connection that that maybe. This kind of messaging is actually hurting kids instead of helping them. Do you imagine
0: your speech has impacted them? What kind of reaction have you gotten from your constituents? Because obviously you're in a Republican district and this stuff does work. You know, they're like earworms to a lot of these people, including my own mother. You know what I mean? Like it's very, It's who I've gone so many rounds with on the gay issue because I'm gay. It's really—what was the reaction to your speech from your constituents? Obviously, you got national recognition.
2: Overwhelmingly positive. I've done a few events in the district in person. Uh, One that was, you know, a a dinner for for a group that's apolitical and has members who are Republican, Democratic, independent. Um, And I I talked about the speech and the week and and what happened. And overwhelmingly— People have said, I might not agree on all your policy issues, but you're right. This has gone too far. This is not who we are as a country. We need to get mm-hmm. back to debating policy. I, I represent Mitt Romney's hometown. Like, th- mm-hmm. these are traditional, moderate Republicans who, even when I ran, didn't want to demonize other people, just wanted lower taxes.
0: Right. Scott, last question.
1: One of the really damaging things about this is it's sort of a weapon of mass distraction, and it takes our attention and our resources away from real issues in schools, which there are no shortage of. Take us back to what you think is the most important issue facing kids in public schools in Michigan that we need to be focused on.
2: It's mental health. So Mm -hmm. we just had a few months ago the Oxford high school shooting. Horrific. And this was a kid who the day of the shooting was brought into a counselor's office, had drawings that were just so horrific, and and the the Mm -hmm. principal told the parents he needs counseling, and they sent him back to class. The parents said, no, we're not going to take him home. Um, So I recently Met with a group of students from Oxford and elsewhere, advocating for two things: um, you know, stronger gun safety measures and mental health access. I talk to so many kids who say, "I just want somebody to talk to," and we don't even have that in my school. You know, my counselor is spread too thin; they're helping people apply to college, but I just mm-hmm. need somebody to to talk to. So, I think that's the number one thing: is giving kids space to to deal with you know the complicated world that they live in.
0: Absolutely, no question. Anyway, are what's your what's your plan for next? Just serving your your constituents or do you have bigger plans? I know you talked to President Biden uh, about what to do about these kind of things, but what is your goal next?
2: So I'm up for re-election this year. So number one, win re-election and, and come back and serve my constituents. But also I am working to flip the Michigan Senate to Democratic control for the first time since 1984, uh, you know, helping to, to raise money and, and building a support structure for my colleagues. And if I can help fire up Democrats here in Michigan and around the country, I've been talking to a lot of people nationally about use me for that reason, because we have to counter fear with with energy and we can't.
1: Any chance you would consider moving to Florida and running? Yeah,
2: move to Florida. Oh, my my hair would not survive Florida. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I hear you. That's the best
1: reason I've heard. I, I, I get it. Word. I understand.
0: <laughs> All right. Senator uh, Mallory McMorrow, thank you so much. And again, everyone, I urge you uh, to listen to her speech. It's a beautiful piece of- Right uh, on, of sister.
1: Right speaking. on. Speaking.
2: Speaking. Thank Good you.
0: Good <laughs> speaking. All right. Thank you. Thanks both. All right, Scott, one more quick break. We'll be back for Wins and Fails. Okay, Scott, Wins and Fails. Do you have any?
1: I love what you said, that these individuals have uh, have never been threatened, so they're, they seem to be incapable of understanding the threats that they and their firms yeah. present. And Indeed. I think that is a really good lesson for... To be honest, my cohort, white guys in our you know in our fifties that grew up not feeling threatened by pretty much anyone or anything, and it, I think when you wield your power to diminish people, that is exactly the opposite of masculinity. I'm a big yeah. believer in masculinity. I think there's a difference. Uh, I think people should embrace their gender, even if it's somewhere in between on the spectrum, but I think uh, identifying masculinity is a societal construct. We decide what the expected norms and behaviors are of boys and men, and we are headed down the wrong path if we conflate masculinity with using your power to punch down. So anyways, my fail is this perversion of masculinity. What we are seeing is the opposite of what what it means to be a real man.
0: All right, what's your win?
1: I don't know. My Webby. I'm going to channel Kara Swisher. My team, and no mercy, no malice. This is hugely rewarding for us. We've worked our asses off on this thing. It's very exciting I, for us. I
0: would say my win. It's my. I'm in San Francisco, and my lovely um, tenant Casey Newton is here. Casey,
1: thank God, we need more Casey in our lives. I know
0: we do. He wrote an amazing thing.
1: He's, I love him. He's the only thing I pay for. I pay for a platformer.
0: He wrote an amazing column about this, and I'm just going to read. Uh, just a tiny bit of it, because I thought okay. it was good. Musk has not acted like a white knight riding to the rescue of the beloved, but underperforming cultural institution. Instead, he has rushed to publicly affirm various half-baked and bad-faith criticisms of the company, all emanating from the right. Uh, I've tried to keep an open mind about Musk buying Twitter. His achievements are real and impressive. I've allowed myself to hope he could channel his energy into kick a new era of innovation at the company that could become the center of a daily news cycle. That would require vision for the future, as the days go on, it seems clear that Musk really doesn't have one. Oh, sure, there'll be product tweak here and there, but for the most part, he's just there to settle old scores, and he plans to do it in the most personal way possible. Um, and I, I think another thing he did was one after this current CEO uh, who just tweeted, Parag Agarwal, I took this job to change... Twitter for the better, course correct, where we need to and strengthen the service. Proud of our people who continue to do the work with focus and urgency despite the noise. Ah, yes, wrote Casey, the noise. How unfortunate, as if Musk were a car alarm blaring outside rather than a man who's going to lay off thousands of these people Agrawal is so proud of in a few months' time. Boom! Hmm. Boom goes Casey. Very nicely done. Be
1: be honest. Is Casey rubbing her feet right now?
0: He is indeed. He yes. is rubbing my feet. I got to say, I want to focus. The fails are Elon. Look, Elon was very crafty in how he did this tweet. His army of trolls then came out. Some of them, not all of them. I'm going to be very clear. Some of them are, you can debate really well. I had a lot of interesting debates with people this week who were very civil, who support him. And I, I, I'm not, I have been extraordinarily fair about Elon. No question. I think I have. Um, but, but the people, the, the CEO of Twitter, Really needs to defend his troops, no matter even if they made a mistake. And Jack Dorsey, say something for fuck's sake! You know, uh, Parag and Jack, you're just really profiles in 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 what's what's the opposite of courage? Uh, cowardice. What is the opposite? Profiles and cowardice. cowardice. Yes, you're profiles and cowardice. You don't have to insult. Elon, you don't have to insult these people. You can not call out attacks on your staff until they leave. They will leave. So I, 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 I cannot believe, given how much they praised you when you, each of you, that you're failing them this badly. Just really, come on. What is what's going on? Um, and the win would be uh, Casey and also Dick Costolo. I think he really, he's a former CEO. Again, you can have all kinds of problems with how he ran the company. Although he did make it more valuable compared to other CEOs um, at the time, uh, but what he did was he he subjected himself. He's also getting sort of trolled all over the place, and took took a lot of. I think he knew exactly what is going to happen when he did that, and good for him. Bullying this feels is not like
1: leadership. Putin. Putin realizes his days are numbered, and gives a hundred billion dollars to Steven Seagal, and said, "Go back to America and just become politically active." I uh, feel like we have Steven Seagal's trolling Silicon Valley right now, but except they have $100 billion. I don't
0: know. I think it's all the people all around, too. I
1: yeah, think they're, they're just
0: riding this. And by the way, right wing, you're getting so played here. Just whatever. You just need to rub your feet, and that's all it takes for you people so yeah, but I think
1: it's so, working. I think that the right feels they've been work. censored. It just they, Did you see what Florida, Florida passed a law f- f- to a yep. commission on election interference? It's like there's never been any yep. evidence of any election they interference. They love to censor.
0: And by the way, by the book Everywhere Babies – it's wonderful. Oh yeah,
1: we talked that's about That's the one this. they're
0: censoring. They love to censor. They're the censor, they're the censor people. If you do not say you like free speech, you must leave the room. Like, what are they? Like the yeah. the Viet Cong? Whatever. Anyway, uh I'm I'm always comparing them to communists. That's what I like to do because it drives them crazy. Anyway, uh that's it. We uh we want your questions, go to nymag.com slash pivot to submit your questions for us or call eight 85- Five five one pivot. The link is also in our show notes. Okay, Scotts, that's the show. We'll be back on Tuesday for more. I'm sure there'll be more crap, but we're going to talk about other issues than Elon Musk unless he drops out. I think, but don't you think it's time? It's enough with him, right? Correct.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree, and we will not do that. He'll do something to get back in the that's news because he's has a pathological need, like a former president, to be in the news every 48 hours, regardless of the collateral damage. He's gotta do a
0: ritual sacrifice at this point, probably, right?
1: uh, Something like that. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Anyway, read us out, Scott Galloway.
1: Today's show is produced by Lara Name Evan Engel and Taylor Griffin. Ernie Intertot engineered this episode. Thanks also to Drew Burrows and Neil Silverio. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to Pivot from New York magazine and Vox Media. We'll be back later this week for another breakdown of all things tech and business. Kara, have a great weekend.
0: You too, Scott.